it's, it's funny, but it's just being in the spirit with, everyone, with all the men and women of God. We was in Kentucky, and they had plenty of word. Oh, word was just awesome. But every time I heard a word, I heard, I, I, I thought about what God had already downloaded into me. So I was blessed because I, I felt like, I mean, I know that I was in the same vein. I was right there like, okay, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I was, I, I got kind of upset, a little angry. I was walking one day um, where I stay at. We have like a, a lake. And I was walking around the lake. And I was listening to um, Apostle Leroy Thompson. And I heard him say something about debt free is your birthright. He said, debt freedom is your birthright. That's what he said. Debt freedom is your birthright. And that, that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And, you know, and that's the only thing he said was debt freedom was birthright. But the Lord started downloading things and, you know, started giving me revelation. He was like, if debt free is your birthright, healing is your birthright. Right? So he said, all the things that Jesus died for, when you became born again, is your birthright. See, you might have been born before the born again. You might have been, your birthright was probably poverty, probably sickness, probably disease. Matter of fact, it was poverty, sickness, disease, you know, those things, unless you was uh, uh, born into a royal, royal family. But when you became born again, you born into a royal family. So now, those things were your birthright. Debt freedom, birthright. Healings, birthright. Hallelujah. Prosperity, birthright. Right? All right, so, so we're going to get into this. And uh, that, that birthright thing just it hit me. Because I'm sitting here like, man, okay, God, I understand what you're telling me. That this is our birthright. But I haven't got there yet. What is going on? Why am I not? Can, if you don't mind, can you give me the definition of birthright on, your, on there? It says birthright. A particular right of possession or privilege one has from birth. So it's a, a, a possession or a privilege one has from birth. So when Jesus died on the cross, and he rose again. He gave us the birthright to have everlasting life. He gave us the birthright to live abundantly. Not after this earth, but on this earth. That's why he said, you pray, give us this day our daily bread. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Because it was your birthright to have the kingdom come and his will be done here on earth. That was your birthright. That was our birthright. So a possession or privilege. Are we possessing? Now we're privileged to possess. But are we possessing? Now, now some may say, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But okay is not what Jesus came here for, died here for, and rose again for. Okay is not it. John 10 and 10 in the Amplified Version, if we have that, 
Now, this, this is what he came for. This is what he said he came for. John 10 and 10, amplified, if, if you don't mind. Hallelujah. He said, a thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came. He came here on earth that you may have and enjoy and have it in abundance. Enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now we was in we was in morning sessions um, and and Apostle Derber gave this um, he gave this um, this analogy of, of water. He had a picture of water and this was uh, Wednesday morning. He had a picture of water and he had a small little cup. And he had Chris come up and he pulled a little bit of water in it and he, and, and, and he was saying how, you know, even though you may not have the overflow yet, you still should be giving out your cup. Amen. So it doesn't matter where you at right now. If you're, if you're able to give out your cup, you should be giving out your cup. Right? But then he, he said, look, God don't need your cup because look what, I get, look what God has. He has this big picture. You just have this cup. He said he want to get you to a point where he makes it full and overflow. So he started just pouring the water and, and it just overflows, overflows, overflows. You know, because he wants he want your cup to run over. Oh, that Psalms 23 says, cup run over. Hallelujah. So this is the life that God wants us to have. Till, to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. Uh, Ty, can, can you come here for a second? Get my daughter for a second, if y'all don't mind. This is my this is my my baby daughter right here, my baby girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So, I have a ten, which is love, joy, peace. I have another ten, which is health and wealth. Then I have a twenty, which is prosperity, which is all of them together. Now. Which one would you prefer to have? Or choose? Just choose. Just choose. Okay. So you said the 20. Why not the 10 and the 10? Because that has all in one. Okay, that's great. But why not take this one and this one because you want it to overflow so you can give to someone else? You know what I'm saying? That's what God want to take us to, where it's full and overflow that we can be able to give to others. If we ain't got there yet, we ain't living our birthright right. We ain't living our birthright right. Hallelujah. We ain't living our birthright right. So that lets me know that if you're not doing that, that must mean that we're despising our birthright. Do we, do we know the story of Esau and Jacob? Now, if you look at Malachi 3, can you give me Malachi 3 and 1? I think, think Dad went to this one time before. Malachi 3 and 1. Can we go Malachi 3 and 1? Hallelujah. Malachi, and you can put it in the New King James Version. He says, Behold, I send my messenger. No, I apologize. 1 and 3. 1. Just give me uh, Malachi 1. I apologize. Hallelujah. It says, but Esau I have hated and laid waste his mountains 
and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. Okay, can you go two? Give me two for a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, it says, I have loved you, says the Lord, yet you say, in what way have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord, yet Jacob I have loved, three, but Esau I have hated. So I was asking the question of why. Why would you say that hate is a real strong word for the Lord to say that I hate someone? That's a real strong word. So I'm sitting there like, why would you hate Esau? You go to Genesis 25. When you go to Genesis 25, go to Genesis 25 and 29. Hallelujah. Okay, so but Jake, but now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. Don't be weary and well doing. Come on, come on, 20, 30. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with the same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Now, we, know, we might not know about Edomites, but that was the heritage of, of Esau. Go ahead, keep going. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. See, Jacob understood the birthright. He understood what the birthright means. He understood it from even that, that time because back then, what happened was uh, the, the father will always give the blessing to the oldest child, right, to the elder. Well, we don't have to have that problem because Jesus died on the cross, so he, he decided to give all of us a birthright. Hallelujah. All right, 32. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Listen to what he said. He said, he said man, I'm, I'm hungry right now. I'm weary right now. Now, this was, this was a man who was out in the field killing things. He probably could have cooked some himself. But no, 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 no. I'm about to die. This birthright doesn't mean nothing to me at this moment. A lot of times, we will give up a lot of things in our lives for something small. Because that's what he did. He gave up his birthright. 33. Then Jacob said, swear to me on, as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Just bread and stew of lentils. Oh, my goodness. That's all he gave him. Then he ate and drank and rose, and he went his way. Thus, Esau despised his birthright. Hallelujah. He despised it. So... I asked, okay, God, why do you hate Esau? Because he despised what he's supposed to have. He despised what I birthed for him to have. He despised it. Can you give me the definitions of despise, please? Hallelujah. He despised it. Hallelujah. Definition of birthright. Okay, look. What this is Miriam Wilson says, it says, to look down on with disrespect. So he looked down with disrespect of his birthright. He looked down on disrespect of what God had for him. The possessions and the privilege that God had for him, he looked down on it. He disrespected what God had for him. Over something small. 
when he could have had the greatest thing, he went, he despised that great thing to get something small. It's not okay to just be okay. It's not okay. Enough is just not enough. If it's not more than enough, then it's not enough. If you're not at a point where you can be filled and overflow, then it's not enough. Y'all, I was getting mad on this thing, man. I'm telling y'all, I was getting mad on this thing when I was walking around. Hallelujah. Okay, uh, and then it says, to regard as negligible, worthless. So, I thought about that thing. Jesus came to this earth. He left his throne. He, he had uh, the throne just chilling, you know, doing what he wanted to do. Hey, you know. But he decided, you know what, let me come down here to this evil world. I'm going to be spotless. I'm going to die. And, and I thought about what Pastor said three weeks ago when he was saying that I can't die like this. Y'all remember that message? I can't, ooh, powerful message, powerful message. And he was saying that Jesus couldn't die until he fulfilled his purpose, which was to come down here. You know, he, he ministered. He had disciples to be able to go out and minister to the others like he did, uh, right? And then he went down, you know, and he got drugged, spit it on, dragged. He got whooped to a point where uh, um, flesh was coming off his, his, you know, you can see, you can see the white meat. I remember somebody talking about, I bust your head to the white meat. You can see his white meat. You can see more than just his white meat. You can, it's almost close to his bones. But that still couldn't kill him. You would think that would have killed him. Because you know most people, when they don't bled a lot, they die after the bleeding. But that couldn't kill him. Remember, he, he had to have the grace to die. The grace to die. See, the, the grace is that ability above your ability. See, his ability is, was to live. He, could, he didn't know nothing about dying. He was, he was like Adam before the sin. He didn't know nothing about dying. He had to get some grace from God to die. Hallelujah. Just for us. Just so we can have a great birthright. He decided to come down here and do that. So that let me feel like when he did all that, he rose again. And he said, listen. He said, if you don't possess and you don't do everything that I have for you to do, and you don't get all the stuff where you're supposed to be overflowing, not only are you despising your birthright, but you also, the partial of Jesus' death, life, and resurrection, you're avoiding. You're just doing partial. You're just getting partial of what he, did, he came out here to do for you. Just partial of it. You're just getting the small part. Because the small part was when you, when, he, when you said, Lord, I believe you're going to have everlasting life. He came, he came out here and died for you. So he's going to give you everlasting life. All you have to do is just get saved. See, you know, you call on the name of the Lord, then you shall be saved. So that was the, it, now, this part right here of getting rich, getting health, getting wealth, not just to you, but to others. It's the part that we need to be looking up on right now. Because we should, all, we, we should sin shouldn't even be in our minds at this moment. That shouldn't even be a thought. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I guess I can get to the meat of this thing now. <laughs> so, so, if you don't mind, can you give me 2 Kings 7 
And let's start at, let's start at verse 3. Because I was trying to figure out, okay, God, okay, I don't want to despise your birthright. And I want to get to the point where not only that I'm out of debt, but I'm able to get someone else out of debt. I, I, I get mad. Listen, listen. At the point I am at right now, I still get mad when I see a mother on the street with their daughter and they don't have no nothing but their Tom and Jerry. They're walking when they should have. And this heat, this is, this is heat. This, uh, St. Pete got a lot of heat. Man, listen, we was in Kentucky, man. <laughs> hey, we was in Kentucky, and y'all, I, I, I was just like, wow. It's, it's 75 degrees in Kentucky. It was the last week. It was 75 degrees. No, no humility. It wasn't humid at all. So it was a 75 degrees. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And I thought about, man, I got to get back on a plane and come back to Florida. <laughs> I love Florida now. Don't get me wrong now. I don't want to be nowhere but here because this is the place where the Holy Spirit lives at. I don't want to get it twisted. But I was just thinking about their weather. It was awesome. Just great. But anyway, I get mad when I see things like, I get, I get mad to see those signs, what those people be having. And I'm, I'm only giving them 10 or $20. When, you know, okay, you homeless. Okay, let's go get you a home. Let's, let's, let's go do something to change your life because, uh, remember, Jesus came here to change lives. That's what he did. He came to change lives. He said that the Spirit, Luke 4 and 18 said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to speak the gospel. And what we learned in Kentucky was the gospel just don't mean good news, but it means the rewards of the good news. If you, if you, don't, you ain't experienced rewards of the good news, how can you preach the gospel? If you ain't, ain't experienced the rewards, if you're not experiencing the rewards, how can someone else really take you on? They, they can't. So he said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. So the, not just the good news, but the rewards of the good news. Because I want, I, want, I want you to know that you don't have to be poor anymore. That was the first thing he said. He could have said the hill, he could have said all that, but the first thing he said was to preach the gospel to the poor. And then Acts 10 38, can you give me Acts 10 and 38 for me? Hallelujah. He said, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about, the first thing he said he did was doing good. And as we've heard before in this church that means philanthropy. Do we know what philanthropy means? A philanthropy. Philanthropy. Thank you. Philanthropy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was messing it up. I thought I was just talking about the other people. My bad. <laughs> philanthropy. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> philanthropy. Do we know what that means? All right. That's the first thing it said. Uh, after he was anointed with the spirit and with power, the first thing it said that he went about doing good. The first thing. Because, yeah, it said he went about doing good, 
which was money thing. And then he was healing. What does that mean? That must mean that, ooh, I think about, oh, Joel. Oh, man, I'm just all out. God, come on, Holy Spirit. When he was saying, I will restore you. I will restore what locusts and all those things I took from you, meaning that, hey, let me give you this money, then you can go out there and preach this gospel. Same thing. Hallelujah. This is a rich church, so I apologize if, you know, you came thinking that I was going to just be talking about healing. We're talking about a, a lot of money today. today. Because this is what we, uh, hey, what can I say? Um, uh, hey, this is who my dad is. What can I say? All right. So I was asking. I said, okay, God, so what can we, what can I, what can I do? I, I want to get there. I want to get there. And he was like, you really haven't got all in yet. You really haven't got all in yet. And I had thought about that. I don't know. Man, we, my, your praise haven't got all in yet. Your giving haven't got all in yet. Your believing haven't got all in yet. Hallelujah. So he took me to uh, uh, 1 Kings. And can you give me this in the Message Bible, if you don't mind? The Message Bible, 1 Kings 7 and 4, or 3, yeah. I mean 2 Kings, 2 Kings 7. Hallelujah. Y'all okay still? Great, great, great. It happened that four lepers were sitting just outside the city gates. They said to one another, what are we doing sitting here at death's door? Why are we still in this wilderness? Why are we still in this wilderness? It made me think about the wilderness of it, it, um, the, the people in Israel. Yes, they, they crossed over, but they stayed in that one spot. I mean, it got to get to a point where enough is enough. And they said, hey, you know, if we enter the famine-struck city, we'll die. If we stay here, we'll die. Okay. So if we, if we go to the city that we're at, where we're supposed to be at, it's famine now. I'm going to die. If I stay right here, I'm going to die. So if I go back, I'm going to die. If I stay where I'm at, I'm going to die. Okay. So let's take our chances in the camp of Aaron and throw ourselves on the, their mercy seat. If they receive us, we'll live. If they kill us, we'll just die. We got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. If you, if, if you, if you keep going down around about verse 10, if you, if you, okay, they went, they went to the camp. No one was there, right? So they was, they was, oh man, they went and they had a lot of stuff. Now, while they was doing this, the man of God was speaking into the king's life, telling them, hey, by this time tomorrow, things are going to change. All right, so the king, listening to the, the, the man of God, but the man who he's leaning on was talking about, hey, if the heavens opened up, how would this be? So while that's going on, these men doing this right here. God is moving while you're not even thinking he's moving. 
He's moving while you not, when you don't spoke something in existence, he's already moving on your behalf. You might not see it at that point in time, but he's already moving. He's already going, he's going on before you. That's what he does. It's just like a king. If a king come to America, the people go on before him to make sure the hotel is great, make sure everything is good. Does the king see that where he at? They don't. He don't see that. Anyway, hallelujah. So he said, they can say, so if you, if you kept, okay, so the story is, okay, they see a whole bunch of goods. They got a whole bunch of possessions. And then they said, you know what? That's not right. They, they started saying, you know what? Hold up. Let us go preach this gospel about this good news that we just got. That's what they just said. Because they had too much for themselves. So, hey, you know what? We, we full. We overflowing. Let's go give some other people what need to be going on because this is too much for us. This is too much. So they went and told one of the king's servants. And then the king comes back and say, you know what they're doing? He said, man, they're trying to set us up. That's what they're doing. Now, the lepers just told them that, hey, man, we just got fooled ourselves. Now, look, I'm telling y'all, this is good land right here. But they're not listening to the lepers. Why won't they listen to the lepers? Because they're lepers. <laughs> they they feel listening to one who's who's already need to, they feel like need to be dead. They not, they not listen to those ones who's already broke. They not listen to those ones who's already sick. That, I, I'm going to listen to you and you're sick? You telling me I can be healed and you're sick? Can I do that? No, I'm not listening. This is, this is the king thought. But the man told him, his servant said, hey, listen, let's just take some people there because if we stay where we at right now, we're going to die. So basically what his mind was, we have nothing to lose if we go. So, so if I had to give you a title, the title is, you have to get to a point where you have nothing to lose. I've got nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. I'm, uh, you got to be tired of staying in the same area that you're in. And when you was trying it one way, you seen it wasn't working. When you tried it this way, it wasn't working. When you was trying it every other way, it wasn't working. You have nothing else to lose but to try the true and living way. Hallelujah. So nothing to lose. I, I got a, you know, I had got a definition for nothing to lose. And this is from Cambridge. Nothing to lose. It says to be in a situation that could improve by doing something that will that will not be any worse if you fail at it. <laughs> Nothing to lose. So, so it can't get any worse than what it is already. That's what happened with them, with the lepers. Hey, if we stay right here, we're going to die. If we stay right here, we're going to die. If we go here and we die, guess what? It doesn't matter because we was going to die anyway. Let's take all, let's, let's try something different. Another one, the, the second one says, if you have nothing to lose, you can try something because even if you fail, it will not make your situation any worse. But you might gain if you succeed. You might, you might want to go try this way. Just try this way. Because your current situation, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't budging. It ain't budging. 
Matter of fact, it might begin even a little worse than what it was before. So nothing to lose. So I'm asking God, okay, how can I get this nothing to lose attitude? Because that's what I want. I want a nothing to lose attitude. Doesn't matter. I want this nothing to lose attitude. So the first, first thing he told me is, and he gave me three points, three things that you do to get a nothing to lose attitude. First one is you got to become fearless. You got to become fearless. Free from fear. Brave. You got to become fearless. If you look in the, the book of Matthew, and uh, let's, let's go to verse, no, Mark. Let's go verse, verse 5 and 25. Very familiar passage. Mark 5 and 25. This is very familiar. But you got to get to a point where you don't allow fear to overtake you. You let faith drive you and let fear don't overtake you. It said, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things. This is that, hey, I done tried it this way before. I done tried it so many times. And I, I, I think about Luke, Luke account of it because I, I was saying about Luke because Luke was a, a physician. So I'm like, oh, Luke, was you one of the ones that she tried? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Luke, you was a physician. It says she tried many physicians. Luke, uh, was you one of those? You know what I'm saying? Like, before you, before you got with, you know, with Peter, you know, like, you know, with God, you know, was you one of these ones that he, she tried? And she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had got to a point Man, look, <laughs> I got nothing. I don't try it this way. I don't try it this way. This doctor told me to do something else. When I tried it that way, I just got worse. Right? But then she heard about a man named Jesus. And Jesus was walking by. Now, he's in the city. She don't supposed to be in the city because... She was unclean. First thing is, when she come by, she's supposed to be yelling, unclean, 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 if she was in the city. But she was fearless. She got to the point was, hey, you know what? I don't care that I'm supposed to be uh, um, yelling unclean. I don't care that I'm supposed to be in the city. I don't care if you find me, if you see me and you kill me, it's okay because I was going to die anyway. I got to do something greater than I have before. So, she heard about Jesus walking by. And, and he, he must have been healing everyone before because obviously she heard some good things about him. He's not a physician or is he a physician? You know what? He's the true physician because he's, he's not a doctor. He's a healer. See, doctors just practice, but he is a true healer. They practice medicine. Everybody go to the doctor. These doctors are practicing on you. That's why they call it practice. And then if you're in the emergency room, they call you a patient because you got to wait patient. Patiently, patiently waiting. I don't mind waiting. That's what you be doing, patiently. 
But there's a, we, got, we serve a God who can, who can heal you instantly. You don't have to worry about going to a mercy room and wait patiently. Hallelujah. So she heard about the man coming by, Jesus. Oh, man, the true healer, the, the tree of life. She heard about him. And she said, I'm not caring about what anybody else think about me at this moment. If they, if they kill me, let me die trying to get my healing. That's why, ooh, 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 oh, hallelujah. That's why when she touched him, even though it was 500 people around him, a lot of people touching him. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for this revelation. Well, 500 people around him, everybody touching him, but as soon as she touched him, he feels something. He feels, he, he feel, he feel something leave out of him. Now, it was a lot of people with him. A lot of people grabbing on him, rubbing on him and all that stuff because, hey, he's, walk, he's walking with an entourage. Matter of fact, Peter said, sir, he, cause he, he asked, who touched me? And Peter was like, man, all these people around us? And you asking me who touched me? You asking who touched you? Look at all these people. But because she was fearless and she allowed her faith to drive her to her healing, when she touched him, he felt something. That's why he come back and said, oh, you of great faith. Go by because you are now made whole. Because he, she, she decided to become fearless and don't worry about dying. All I want is my healing. And now her testimony is in the book of life. <laughs> we, we just talked about those other ones who was nothing, those, those, uh, those lepers. You know, they had a nothing to lose mentality. They was like, hey, man, look, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we, we leave here, we're going to die. So fearless. We, we got to a point. We got to get to a point where you, you're not thinking about your bill here. You're not thinking about what this doctor report says. You're not thinking about what this person right here says. All I know is I got to reach my purpose, my goal. I got to reach that destiny that God has for me. And in order for me to do that, I got to get what he has for me. Fearless. Hallelujah. Second one. Second one he gave me was you got to sometimes be inconsiderate. You got to be inconsiderate. You got to be inconsiderate. Listen to me. You got to be. What can you give me the definition of inconsiderate? It's that heedless, thoughtless, faultless. Stop thinking on your thoughts. Let your thoughts be less. Less thoughts. Less thoughts from you. If you're not thinking things pure, things holy. Things righteous, things of good report. You don't. Need, you need to be thoughtless, careless. Sometimes you might just have to get indignant. Careless of the rights of feelings of others. Sometimes you don't. You, you can't worry about what they think. They thought it's less. Where you headed, that's the thoughts you want. Don't be worried about what they're thinking or what they're saying. Yes, sir. Who are they? Yes, 
Who are they? You, you're going to think of those ones who's still there sitting there looking for that medical, uh, that Medicaid. You're going to be listening to what they're saying? Oh, baby, you need to get this Medicaid right here because you know they, they taking care of my need. They, they taking care of my... Man, hold up. Hold up. I, I don't want to be uh, uh, getting taken care of like that. Mm-mm. No. I want to be healed so I can take care of you. <laughs> uh, ill-advised. Ill-advised. Hallelujah. Can you take me to uh, mm. <laughs> Mark 2? Mark 2. And we can start at we can start at Mark. We can start at one, verse one. Mark two, verse one. I get to myself. Hey. Hey. Okay. And it says, and again he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was her that he was in the house. Huh. I, I'm, I, was trying to, I was trying to study this thing about what house he was in. Because, you know, he, he lived in Capernaum. You know what I'm saying? He was there. I, I was trying to, you know, because, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm right. But I really don't know. But I'm thinking he's talking about his house. But I'm, I don't know. Because he could be talking about Peter's mom, mother's house. He could be talking about any houses. But part of me feel like he was talking about his house. All right. All right. Number two. Okay. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Number three. Listen to this right here. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men, keep going. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. They tore up his house. They was being inconsiderate of that man's house. But when you when you on that point where you know you need something, if I have to tear down the house, I'm going to get what you said I should have. Healing is the children's bread, and I should have the healing right now. It was too many people. So I have to go up here in the format, and it had to be awful, because I'm thinking, I'm like, Lord, they're up on top of the house, taking this roof down, and they, how are they carrying this man on top of a house to take a roof off? But when you inconsiderate, when you fearless, when you don't, you don't care about anything else but getting what is yours, you do what you have to do. I got to get it. I got to get my healing. I got to get my deliverance. I got to get my money. I got to get it. I got to get it. Because the Lord is in need of it. He's in need of you getting, making sure that you, you have divine health that you can go out there and heal someone else. He's in need of you having money that, that is full to the overflow so you can go out there and be a blessing to someone else. 
So they tear up this man's roof. Inconsiderate. Who going to get these, these roses? <laughs> who going to pick up these roses? <laughs> who who going to put my house back together? <laughs> they weren't caring about that at that point in time. What they was caring of is their brother getting healed because it was their faith as well. It was their faith. It was their faith too because they had to drag him up there. Man, I, I still trying to get the picture of, man, what kind of, was this a tall house, a medium-sized house? You know, like, like, let's think about you carrying a man. Right, like, I'm saying, like, you, you, you got four ladders? I mean, I, I'm not, under, I know, I'm not, I don't, I know they don't have elevators. But. Your faith will drive you. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Hey, and, and the thing is, like, you know, uh, he, he's a paralytic, so it ain't like it's you hurting him at that moment. He can't feel nothing. I'm just, I'm just being honest. He, he can't say all oh, my legs. He can't do that. Yeah, you know, long, long as you don't break my neck, I'm good. Because the thing is, when I get up there, I'll be able to walk out. So it doesn't matter. I have nothing else to lose. You might drag me in. But I'm so no walking out of this thing. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, I got nothing to lose. Ooh. Hallelujah. 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 I've been in the same place too, too long. I've been a paralytic too, too long. I've been needing other people help too, too long. Lord, I, I, you, you just, whatever you need to do. Fellas, whatever you need to do to get me up there to them. It doesn't matter what it is. You can drag me. You can pull me. You can do whatever. But whatever you need to do, just let me get to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tired of being in this same position. You got to get to a point where you get mad and say, I'm tired of it. Hallelujah. I'm tired of it, man. Jesus. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. Second Samuel. Second Samuel 6. Hallelujah. Enough is enough. Second Samuel 6 and verse 20. It's inconsiderate. <laughs> this inconsiderate. This this is this is where I, I was my prayer was even for today and for now on. This right here, when it comes to our praise, that we start being inconsiderate. Because you just like I said earlier, 
when you praise, visitation. Visitation come, things going to change. People is getting healed today because of the praise. Not, not, because of, not because of the word, but because of your praise. There's a, there was a script, there, there's a, 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 Bible, a verse, a book, the book of Second Chronicles, when they was talking about that the, the men and the women was praising and praising and praising, that the glory came, that the priest couldn't even come in and minister. I guarantee you, if anybody was in there broken, anybody was in there hurt, anybody was in there had, had some situations going on, after that day, they was never the same. Not because of what the man said, but because of their praise and their worship. Then David returned to bless his household. Now, this was when we, we heard the story, oh, man, Obed-Edom story, where Obed-Edom came and uh, the, men, the people came and told, Obed, um, told David that Obed-Edom has been the house, it's been blessed because of the ark and everything like that. So David's like, okay, we got to go get this ark. Now, he, he, they went to go get the ark, and every six paces, they started dancing. They was praising. Not just David. But everybody. But David was up in the front. Glory! Ah! Glory! Y'all should see my sister Friday. I mean, my wife Friday. Ah! 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 <laughs> my wife going. My wife going up. I, I ain't never. I ain't never seen my wife dance like she was dancing Friday. Ah! 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 She was going at. It. But while she was going at it, things was breaking off though, baby. Death was getting canceled, baby. Hallelujah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Hallelujah. Let, me, let me keep going. All right, so, so they, they danced, they danced. So it got to a point where David, he started dancing so much that he, you know, he came out his ephod. It said that, that the Bible said that he danced with all his might. See, some of y'all got to get to a point where you start praising with all your might. Don't worry about, this is, I said this inconsiderate, right? Don't worry about what another person said or what another person think about you. When you know you don't want going through the situation. They're not going through nothing. You don't want going through it. So forget them. Hallelujah. I need to praise my way out of this thing. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, you can keep talking about me. You know what? Keep talking about me. But while you talking, I'm going to praise I'm going to praise my healing away. I'm going to praise me getting out of debt. I'm going to just keep praising. So after I get out of my, when my praise is done, hallelujah, and, every, and God start over, making me overflow, then I can bless you. And then you ask me why? Because I was praising. I was giving God all the glory. I was giving God all the honor. I was giving it to him. Hallelujah. I was giving it all to him. Hallelujah. 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 It's not about what, what people think. Because people is not you. You got to live this life. Hallelujah. God purposed you for something. Not those people around you to do your purpose. You got your own purpose. But how can you do a purpose when you broke, busted, disgusted, hurt? You can't. But I sure can tell you how you can get out of it. Or sometimes, sometimes, listen, we got to get to a point where our praise and, and 
Dad been talking about this. All praise get, be inconsiderate. It has to get to a point where you just inconsiderate, not worried about what other folks thinking. Hallelujah. We got to get to that point. Hallelujah. All right. So, so going back to 2 Samuel. <laughs> I, hey, listen. Hey, I was laughing at my wife, but hey, I was laughing at a Friday night. But God said, what you laughing for? <laughs> what, what you laughing for? <laughs> she breaking out of things. <laughs> you, can, you can laugh all you want, but she breaking out of things. Hallelujah. She breaking out of things. Hallelujah. She ain't going to be the same. Hallelujah. Your praise can do you like that, though. Your praise can get you a point where you never be the same. <laughs> hey, hey, and then I started dancing with her, y'all. <laughs> so, see, jump, I'm jumping high. You're like, hey, hey. You want to, were you doing jumping jacks? Like, were you? <laughs> what I'm saying is not for you. But you ain't okay. And you mad. You know, you got to get to a point that even your praise is inconsiderate of others. You got to get to that point. Okay, I'm going to try to get back. Okay, okay. Woo. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came, to, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today. How glorious. How Wow. This is what we do. We want to just uncover ourselves to everybody else and show everybody your glory. Now, this is the wife of the king. But the difference is with the wife of the king, what happens was the, the, the daughter was always in the king's palace. The daughter always had it good. The daughter didn't have to worry about going through situations and circumstances. The daughter didn't have to go through that. Okay, so, 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 uh, um, in, in, the maid, in the eyes of the maid, of his servants as one of the base fellows, shameless and uncovered himself. She was never one of the base people. She didn't understand his testimony. She didn't understand the reason why he would get up here and start dancing. She didn't understand that. Now, now, the smartest thing for us was if she seen him out there, she should have ran out there with him and started dancing with him. But that wasn't her testimony. She didn't know nothing about. 
fighting. She didn't know nothing about lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. She didn't know nothing about those things. She didn't know nothing about that. Hallelujah. Next verse. So David said, it was before the Lord. I don't care what the people was thinking about me. My mind wasn't on them. I was concentrating on him. I was concentrating on giving him the praise. I wasn't concentrating on what the people were saying or thinking. It didn't matter about what they were saying or thinking. My thought and my mind and my heart, seek ye first. Seek ye first. My dance is first for him. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. So I'm not focused on them. I'm seeking him. My, my worship is for him. I'm, I'm seeking him. So I understand because I'm seeking, for, seeking him. If I dance and I give him praise, he's going to visit me. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house. You can't, you listen, you don't know my testimony. If you don't know my testimony, you don't know what I don't been through. Don't, 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 don't judge me because of how I'm praising. You better start thinking about what God done brought you out and start praising him for you. But if you ain't have no issues like that, if you ain't had to go through, if, 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 when, when, your, when, when, your, when your father, you know, made you seem like the least, because when Samuel was coming to anoint the king, Jesse brought his other sons. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't he wasn't even thinking about David. When you want to bring him in, because he's only just a little sheep shepherd. He's a, he's he's the one who's tending the sheep. These guys right here are men of valor. These are these guys right here is the ones in the war in the army. These are those guys. Cause, so he must be talking about him. So so even even my father, my father didn't even didn't didn't feel like I was one of the great ones. I went from that, ten and sheep, bringing my brother's food. Killing lions and, and bears, I, I, I was talking about Wizard of Oz, if y'all didn't get the old mind, you know. But, you know, you know, trying to make sure they don't mess with my flock, even though this is, this is really teaching me, giving me lessons when I'm, I'm able to teach a sheep, of, a sheep, that, that's teaching me, that's a whole other story. Anyway, all right, so I'm going through all that. I'm not fighting Goliath. I'm in the, I'm in the house of the king playing music for him. This is what I know. I know praise and worship. I know praise and worship. I understand that the music, even the music that, that I play can calm a spirit down. And I know I'm only getting, I'm only going up, 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 up. And the only reason why, not because of me or what I've done, but because the Lord. That's why I dance before the Lord. You haven't did nothing. You, uh, um, Michael, you haven't did anything. All you did was sit down. When war was going on, you still chilling. You don't know about war. 
All you know is I'm eating good. All you know is I'm living good. Now, while all that's going on, I'm out to fight. So excuse me if I praise my God, the one who brought me out of situations, the one who brought me out of my circumstances, the one who done raised me up to a higher calling. Excuse me. Excuse me. But I got to give him a praise. Hallelujah. I got to give him glory. Hallelujah. I got to. I got to. I got to. And, 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 and you don't understand is when I even when I brought the ark, I was coming to bless the house. So I was praising even in advance for you. But because you despise my praise, you won't even have no kids. Who would have been the heir? Because remember, Bathsheba came later. But because you want to think that I'm being just, just too much. You could go ahead and think that I'm being too much. But while you think I'm being too much, God has given me much. <laughs> you, you think that you're doing crazy stuff and you sick? Yes, I might be sick. But guess what? After I finish this praise, I won't be sick anymore. You might think that you're going, you, you're going crazy and you know you ain't got no money, but after I finish this praise, I ain't got to worry about no money because he always supplies my needs. Hallelujah. Inconsiderate. So letting what people say or think about you be not in your thoughts and think God thoughts. Hallelujah. Think God thoughts. Last one. Last one. Oh. Ooh. Radical obedience. Radical obedience. This is a big one. This is a big one. Hallelujah. Radical obedience. Now, now I was, while I was studying this thing, I was looking for a radical obedience definition. But they don't have radical obedience definition, so I had to put them together. Radical and obedience. So when you see them, you'll know that they was together. Okay? So the first one I put radical obedience is the act of obeying very differently from the usual or tradition. Just radical obedience. Not not going the same way you came. This this is a whole nother way. Remember when they was in the wilderness and they kept going in circles and circles and circles and, and God said, okay, enough is enough. Let's go a different way. The next one, the act of obeying that favors extreme changes in existing views, habits, conditions, or institutes, institutions. Come on now. Come on now. The act of obeying that favors extreme changes. How many want extreme changes in your life? Come on. In existence, views, 
Habits, remember we were breaking habits? Come on now, traditions and institutions. Okay? So radical obedience. If you, if you go to Abraham, if you look at Abraham, Abraham was a radical, obedient guy. Uh, if you go Genesis 13, when God told him, hey, I need you to leave. Traditions, he loved religion, he loved everything he knew to go a different way. Now, and it was very extreme, remember? It was very extreme. But as you keep going down, he became extremely rich. He did the extreme to become the extreme. But he was being obedient to God. Hallelujah. So we have to be obedient to God. If you go to Genesis 22, you have the story about Abraham, same, same story. Now, he just, just a few years before, he just got the promise fulfilled of Isaac. And God said, hey, hey, man, I want you to go and sacrifice Isaac. Now, how many of y'all knowing this is your, the, the, the one that you know was <laughs> the prophetic, the one that you know was supernatural, that, that birth, or any child of yours, any child of yours, and someone say, hey, go sacrifice him, go kill him. Man, man God would have to have a nice, great conversation about that. Well, any of my kids. God, are you, are you, you're not, that's got to be the devil. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I can't be God. But Abraham, his radical, obedient self, he said, okay. Because obviously he understood if God done did all the other things for him, if he done did all these other things, he done, he done blessed me to a point where I'm, I'm, I'm extreme, and then he just gave me this, this promise. Obviously, he had something else because remember, the, 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 the true promise was that he was going to be father of many nations. The, the, the number of sand, sand pieces is the number of kids he will have. That was the true promise. So obviously, Abraham must have understood he was walking this thing by faith because I just know for a fact that, hey, you know what? God got something going on. Now, he might have been, you know, in his mind thinking about that thing, but he was like, hey, I'm going. This is radical. That is what is, that's radical. How many of us now heard something from the Lord and you like, man, that's, I don't know about that. And you sort of, you had that second, and you might not have done it. I, I know I have. I, I know I have. It might have been giving up something. It might have been, you know, hey, you know, sow that into somebody. It, it might have been something. Go lay, your hand, go lay your hands on this person. When you don't feel like you really have that anointing to lay your hands. That's radical. So he went up, and he was going to sacrifice Isaac. But the angel came and said, no, I got a ram in the bush for you. Amen. But I, I know that I can trust you. That's trusting. That's trusting in your, your God and the God able to trust you. So, of course, Abraham had to be blessed. 
of course, Abraham was already blessed, but even greater, Isaac had to be blessed, Jacob had to be blessed, and then we're soon to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's radical. Um, not only being obedient to God, though, but also being obedient to your prophet. That's the one. That's the one right there. Being obedient to your prophet. Hallelujah. We uh, uh, was it three weeks ago the same thing when, when dad was talking about Hosea 12 and 13. Can you bring that up 12 and 13? Hosea. Because your prophet is the, is the one. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out. By a prophet, the Lord brought exceeding grace out. By a prophet, the Lord brought exceeding grace out. But how did he bring him out? With the word and you're being obedient to the word. And by a prophet, they was preserved. So not only did he bring us out, not only is prophet Anderson, prophets, or prophet and prophetess Andersons, bringing us, speaking to us to bring us out, but they're also there to preserve us. Hallelujah. Uh, can you give me uh, 2 Chronicles 20 and 20? We know this one. 2020. What's next year? 2020. 2020. And if you don't mind, can I get it in the message? Look what it say. They, they were up early in the morning, ready to march into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they were leaving, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, listen, Judah and Jerusalem, listen to what I have to say. Believe firmly in God, your God, and your lives will be firm. Believe in your prophets, and you'll come out on top. You'll come out on top. Not only, you know, the rest of them say you're being six, good success, but you'll come out on top. Remember, we're trying to be full to an overflow going, you know, over the top. But we have to believe in our prophet. And believing in our prophet means that if he's speaking something, we need to be doing. So if you don't mind, and this, this is it for me, 2 Kings, we're going to leave with this, 2 Kings 4. Hallelujah. 2 Kings 4. And we're almost out of here. Ooh. 2 Kings 4. Hallelujah. And you can put it back in the, in the, in the, in the, in the New King James Version. Hallelujah. Y'all okay? All right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We getting our stuff, y'all. We, we, we getting our stuff, man. Listen, we are, listen, we getting our stuff. I, I mean, I'm at that point. I got nothing else to lose. Nothing. Nothing. Hallelujah. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant filled the Lord, and the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Keep going. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? First thing, she went to the prophet. She went to the prophet. She didn't go to the loan officers. She didn't try to go to the bank. She went right to a per the person that she know would help her change her life. Your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. 
then he said, go borrow vessels. And he, he ain't talking about, when you say borrowing, he ain't talking about going to borrow stuff that you have to pay back. Because it, it comes back and say empty vessels. So things that people was probably about to go throw away anyway. All right? And do not gather just a few. Go ahead. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and then pour it into all your, those vessels and set aside the full ones. Keep going. So she went from him and shut the door, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she started pouring it out. So she was just being radical. Listen, I only had a little oil, but the man of God told me to go get as many vessels as I can and just start pouring this little oil into this in these two of these vessels. Obviously, it had to be something to saying that, okay, I trust my man of God because I'm gonna do exactly what he said. Right? And she poured it out. Next one. Now it, it came to pass when, she, when the vessels were full that she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. So she done got that blessing. God done blessed her. She did exactly what the man of God said. And she done blessed. Now, hallelujah. Our oh, Lord, God, God, you told me to go do this. And I don't, you, you, I don't got a million dollars. I'm finna go in. I'm finna go to the store. I'm finna go to the mall. You forget where you got your instructions from. And you start doing exactly what you think you should be doing. And what happens is a lot of people do that. A man of God come and tell them exactly some things that they should, uh, what they should do. They get blessed. Instead of them coming back to the man of God, they decide they go do their own thing. They decide that, okay, that was great instructions to get it, but what sh they don't re realize that they should also get instructions to do, do what we need to do with it. But this lady, she was smart. Look what, she, look what she did. And then came and told the man of God, hey, hey, exactly what you said was dead, and it happened for me. I got all these vessels. What should I do now? We got to get to a point that I'll, we, we get so radical with this thing where, listen, yes, I just got blessed with something, but let me go talk to the man of God and see what can I do with these, especially when you know you are already in debt. Come on, come on. Come on. You know, because you, you just don't know what the prophet would say. He might say, you know what? Sow this seed into this sister life. But I got this debt. Sow this seed into this sister life. But I can pay this thing off. Sow this seed into this sister life. Because I'm not trying to just get you to pay off one debt. I'm trying to get you to pay off everything you got and then be able to pay somebody else off. I want to get you to the point where it's easy for you to start giving. That, that, that may be something that the prophet may say. Hallelujah. So you just got to realize this obedience is just great. So she did. So what he said was, go sell oil 
pay off your debts, and you and your sons live off the rest. He ain't tell the sons to go get a job. He just said, hey, you and your sons live off the rest. But the debt, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He, yeah, he said, told him to pay the debt. But you and your sons, because I don't, I, I don't gave you enough that your sons don't have to toil. I don't gave you enough that you can overflow. I gave you enough that you don't have, your sons don't have to worry about anything else but to rest. Because it says, live off the rest. So you, now all they got to do is just rest. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's just more of listening. And not just listening, but doing. Because faith without works is not faith. Faith without works is not faith. Because all everything that we just talked about is your faith in action. Everything we said, the fearless, the, inconsi- uh, the being inconsiderate, the, the radical obedience, all that is is your faith in action. So we just got to get to a point, hallelujah, or not worrying about anything else because you know you have nothing else to lose. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 I, 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 not just encourage, but I, I have a, I want to say a favor, but I, I just, I want you to get, I don't even know how to say it, but this is what I would love for the people of God the people of the seed and grace. Let's get to a point Wednesday night, Sunday mornings, where you become inconsiderate from everybody else when it comes to your praise and worship. I guarantee you, if the praise is high, God will come in here and do something higher. I guarantee you, if we get to a point of not worrying about what anybody else think or say, or you know, you get fearless with your praise, you get inconsiderate with your praise, and you just be o- obedient because God wants your praise. He wants your praise. He said He dwells in the praises of His people. So obviously, He wants to dwell with you. He wants to dwell with us. He always wants to be there with us. Yes, he, he's, he's watching us, but He wants to be there with you. So it doesn't matter how you're feeling, how, what happened in your, your job that, that day, or what happened. Everything can change with your praise. The whole atmosphere, it changes with your praise. You forget about those things. I remember there's an old song that said, forget about yourself, concentrate on him, and worship him. Y'all remember that song? So just forget about yourself, concentrate on him. And worship him. The reason why is because he wants you, he wants to visit you. We want visitations in here. We this was the year of visitations. This was that year of visitations. And listen, I, I don't want this year to not end where we have the greatest visitation 
ever in exceeding grace. Amen. Greatest one. Because he wants, he wants to do something big for our lives. He wants to do something big. Hallelujah. He wants to do something big for you. He wants your cup to overflow. That should be our desire. Not to be standing in a spot when you say, okay, I'm good. He don't want you just good. He wants you at a point where you're more than enough. That you can make somebody else good. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise God right for a second. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you for your presence being here, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for setting the atmosphere today, God. Hallelujah. That was great to just flow freely, Lord God. Freely in your worship, freely in, in praise, God. Freely in song and dance. We thank you, Lord God, that you was here. You visited us today, God. For you are awesome and great and mighty, Lord God. And Father God, we now get to a point where we have, we at that point where we have that nothing to lose attitude. Where our praise will even be greater, God. Our giving will be greater, God. Our obedience will be greater, Lord God. Not worried or thinking about what anybody else say or think, but doing exactly what you want us to do. For we want the full blessings. We want to take full possessions of what you have for our lives, Lord God. That our life will be more abundantly to it fill and to it overflows, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll be a miss for me if I didn't do this. If there's anybody in here. We just talked about how Jesus said that he came to give us life and life abundantly. But if you're not in the kingdom of God, you can't live like a king. So I give you this time where if you would like to become a kingdom member, become one of the kings and priests, all you have to do is just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Okay. All right, Lord, I've done what you said. I thank you and I praise you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone give God a praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.